What's up, everyone? It's Monday night. Time for another episode of Coffee with Colin. Cheers. I'm Colin Egglesfield, and this is the show that inspires you to be your best self. So this show is the culmination of everything that I have learned over the past 20 years, my acting career, working with some of the top actors, producers, directors, and industry professionals out there. And uh, I share all of this with you because I love acting. I love being in movies and on television shows, but one of my uh, one of the things that I love to do most also is uh, is to inspire people to fulfill and to pursue and realize and manifest their dreams and ambitions as well. And uh, tonight's guest is someone who does the exact very same thing. I met her at the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within event down in Miami. This was two years ago. And since then, we've become good friends. And uh, she's someone who inspires me to be my best self. And uh, we have been on this amazing journey together where we continually challenge each other to uh, to just grow and to improve upon everything that we're doing. And it is so important to have people like this in your life who see the best in you, who challenge you, who can call you on your BS and uh, my guest tonight is that very person. But before I start, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been downloading and who has bought my movie, 100 Days to Live, that came out last week. We have been hanging in the top 20 on Apple TV uh, and on other platforms all week with some of these bigger films with these bigger budgets. And for those of you who don't realize the uh, the whole just concept of independent filmmaking it truly is David versus Goliath because a lot of these studio films have multi, multi-million dollar budgets. And our little film, this independent film, 100 Days to Live, directed, written by Ravin Gandhi. He is a, uh, he's a business guy. He's the CEO of a nonstick coding pan company. And he had this dream about, about making a movie. So he did it. He put it together, wrote it. And fortunately, the stars aligned because... Uh, I got to, to star in it and had a great experience working on the film with him. We shot this thing two years ago, and it takes two years, you know, to to bring a film to uh, to distribution. Um, the editing, the the score, like all of that, and then it, and then what happens after the film is put together? We send it to test audiences, and uh, here we are, two years later, and boom, the film is released. And every time you guys download it and watch it. It, uh, it bodes well for us to be able to pick up foreign distribution because uh, if it does well here, then the foreign distribution companies all over the world will look at that and say, you know what, this is a little movie that could, so we're going to give it a chance in some of these other countries. So thank you so much for your support with the film. And uh, also just want to let you know that my book club started last week. Thank you for everyone who's jumped in there. And I look forward to uh, doing our first Q&A on Wednesday night. Um, and all of this, again, is uh, to inspire you all to live your best self-lives. And without further ado, I want to bring Miss Kara McCarran onto the show. Miss Kara McCarran is uh, is the creator. What's up, Karen? Uh, Kara? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, hello. Kara is the creator of the Head to Heart Method Coaching Method Program and host of She's the Owner podcast. Kara's superpower is... And I can attest to this, helping mission-driven female entrepreneurs, even though I'm not female, I do tap into my female energy, thanks to Kara, and she helps build successful businesses by teaching them to get out of their heads, get, teaching people to get out of their heads and into their hearts to crush their goals, which is exactly what I always talk about. It's all about getting back down here into your heart center, into your spiritual sacred self, and this is one of the key things that I had to learn as an actor because growing up, I was very in my head about, am I doing it right? And what are people thinking of me? And it, it kept me stuck. And uh, what's been great about uh, this journey that I've been going on over the past few years, much like Kara has been, um, a lot of this work has to do with just reconnecting to who you know yourself to be from your heart center. So Kara, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, I appreciate you joining us on this lovely Monday evening. Uh, you're coming to us from Toronto, Canada, right? Yep. Chilly, chilly, very chilly. Nadine, uh, I know she knows because I saw some of her comments. So yes, it's cold here, but sunny. Yes. 
Yes. Well, you look great. Thank and you. Uh, like I, I said in the introduction here, we've known each other for two years and we have been on the very similar journeys. And uh, up until two years ago, you were the CEO of of a content creation mm -hmm. company, right? So you were not, yep. you've been an entrepreneur for a while, right? For, yeah, for 20 years. I've had, <clears throat> this is my seventh business. And I would say the wow. second that's successful, but the first one's always, they're always there to teach you something. But yeah, the content company is still running. It's a healthy six figure company. Um, and I lost my mojo for it, which is how I ended up with She's the Owner and the KaraMcCarran.com brand. Um, because that happens all the time. We get, on paper, if you want me to just go into it, I'll just go into it. Go for it. Let's dive right in. Um, I know a lot of times people ask, like, how did you get to this point? And I was, at the time I was sing single and I'm transitioning again, but at that time it was 2018. And I started to talk a lot to my kids and to just people around me, like they were in my business. So it was very militant and not mean and not nasty in, in any way, but I was like, always in go mode, right? Like we got to get shit done all the time. And I never, I couldn't slow down. I couldn't relax. It was just constant hustle. And I, I remember thinking like, truthfully, I was like, I'm single. Why am I not meeting any guys? And actually when I met you, you kind of called me out on a couple of those facts as well. And it was like, I kept attracting or, or talking to or witnessing guys who are really in their feminine. And I was like, what is, like, what is this about? Why well, was in my masculine? So that's what I drew in. So yep. can I ask just real quick so we can sure clarify, can. When, yep. when you talk about men being in their feminine, yep. what, is, what exactly does that mean? Well, so maybe, so let me talk what a woman looks like in her masculine and then what the guy looks like. So a woman in her masculine is very much in charge. They always need to get things done. Um, it's all about completing the task. It's all about fixing the problem. And mm -hmm. a man in his masculine, same thing, but when you have two masculine energies, there's combustion. So what tends to happen is a woman will attract the opposite of what she is. So of a man in his feminine. Now, everybody has both energies, but a man in his feminine, and I will say toxic feminine, um, is sort of looking to the woman, and this is the part that's frustrating for a woman who's strong and alpha, but they want you to lead them. So they default all the time to you. What do you mm -hmm. want to do? Where do you want to go? And and typically what happens for a woman in her masculine um, or even a woman who's healthy alpha, like for me, for example, and I've done a lot of the work now, but we just want someone else to make the decision. I'm making decisions all day in my companies. I'm, I'm making decisions all day with the kids. Like I don't want to also have to make decisions with my spouse. And so when you're in that masculine role too often, you'll say things mm -hmm. like, uh, why do I have to do everything all the time? Or like you and I've talked about when you were driving in the car and, and the directions thing, right? Like women yeah. like to chirp up and be like, no, go this way. But really I, I, like when a woman is in her feminine, she's not worrying about you taking a, like we know how to just let you be the hero, let you figure it out. But a man who's in his feminine will be like, well, where do I go? Like, what do I need? What do I? And women in their masculine are like, oh my God, I'm going to murder you. Like, this is not <laughs> what I signed up for. But nobody understands that who's doing what and who's like, nobody gets it, right? They're, I don't know that I'm in my masculine. He doesn't know he's in his feminine, all those type of things. But for me, it was like really recognizing that I, because I'm a business owner, mm -hmm. I couldn't, um, like I couldn't see outside of that because I'm always in charge. Plus, if you're a mom, if there's moms here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not in charge, the kid's going to die. Like that's legit yeah. what it is. Yeah. There's a moment when you need to turn it off and especially in a relationship, but you can't have that hustle mentality or the hunter mode hundred percent of the time. It'll, it'll ruin you. It'll ruin you. It'll ruin the kids. It'll ruin the spouse if you have one, or it will ruin your chances of really connecting with an, the, somebody of the opposite sex in a real way. Mm -hmm. so. And so is it possible for two, two people who have both, dominant alpha energies to be successfully in a relationship do you think well i mean i'm no relationship expert um but i think no i mean what i've seen and what i've studied and and all of the the work i've done on this i think um it, it sort of depends like i think you can have two strong people mm -hmm. like for me for example i would consider myself an alpha female but i definitely have learned how to dip into my feminine now 
what would make sense for me is to have somebody who is in his mature masculine, mm -hmm. who's able to give direction, who's able to take control of certain things, situations. And, but then ladies, we have to be open to receiving and surrendering. Okay. Like that's the big trick because mm -hmm. masculine energy women will be like, I want a guy to take care of me. And then as soon as a guy tries to take care of you, you're like, wait, 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 no, no, I like not actually like that. This is how I actually need you to take care of me. And then the man eventually goes and you can attest to this. If you don't need me, why am I here? Right. So, yeah. And one of our viewers, Angeline just uh, typed in here that it can be difficult to turn off that masculine side of, of you being a woman, if you've been doing it for so long. Oh yes. So then there comes a man who is like trying to take care of you. And, and well, it's, it, it's a tricky subject when you say take care of you, not necessarily take care of, but to compliment you in your life mm -hmm. with what you're up to, um, bringing that masculine energy. So what advice do you give women who have, are used to being in their, their masculine because they've had to? Yeah. So <clears throat> it, the short answer is it takes work. Like the short answer is that you have to be, you have to wake up and be conscious. The, the longer answer is really starting to understand first what the mechanisms are that you're doing, right? So like I said, a couple of ways that you know you're in your masculine, and this goes for if you're in a relationship as well, is that if you're always saying I have to do everything, if you, if somebody tries to help you and you're like, no, forget it, I'm like, that's classic, classic sign is like, let me help you with that. And you're like, yeah, sure. And then you're watching them like a hawk. Yes. And they're like, no, that's not how it's done. Like if, if a guy wants to unload the dish, like Colin, if you're in my house and you said to me, honey, I'm just going to go and unload the dishwasher. I am shutting the F up. I'm not saying a word. I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. And then when you leave the room, I might go rearrange things. And then later I might say, oh, babe, you know, the way you did the dishwasher is so appreciated, but I know I'm like, and you make a joke out of it. I know I'm crazy, but like, can you just make sure that the cups are like, and you're, and you want to be my hero. That's it. Yeah. That's what we want to be. Okay. Men want to be a woman's hero. We, that's it. We just want to be successful. When we know that we can make a woman happy, we will keep coming back for more. But yeah. when we feel like we're being, I guess, critiqued, criticized, or judged, yep. or criticized then that's when we feel like it kind of throws us off because then it throws us into our, I guess, our. That go, that'll put you in your feminine. Feminine yep. energy where we're like, okay, I don't know how to operate in this energy. I like you are coming at me and I'm just like, do I fight back or do I just ignore you? It's, right. it's yeah. So no, it's, it's, it's very, very true. Um, but so for women who, who first, I'm, I'm smiling because a lot of women bless your hearts, but you don't even know it yet. I didn't, I had no idea that I wasn't walking around and I make jokes about leaving my proverbial penis in West Palm beach. When I went to an event with Tony, like I literally was like, Oh, this is what, cause he does a whole day on that. And I was like, okay, now I get it, but you don't know it. So that's why I give those kind of examples. Like when you're bossy, you know, if somebody calls you, you Oh my God, she's so bossy there's a good chance you're in your masculine because bossy doesn't equal powerful. Bossy is just you mm. being bossy. Like I can still activate change and I can still have impact in my feminine, in my strong feminine energy where I can get people to move much faster when I'm in that zone versus when I'm like bossy, you need to do this. Like nobody wants, nobody wants that energy. Right. Yeah. And in business in particular, like we, we, tend to, you know, here's the real truth of it is that we do feel like we get taken advantage of um, if we're being too, you know, there is a fine line. There's no question. I've been, I've had situations with men from my other company when I was doing trade shows where they physically tried to take advantage of me. And so there is that balance, but you can still operate your companies and operate your personal life in your heart. And then you execute in your head. I like um, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the first time I had ever heard that there's a difference between being bossy and being, I guess, more of a, of a active leader, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better description. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Um, and so I, I think for people who are in relationships and they're maybe not understanding why they're not communicating with each other, 
Uh, I think someone even just said it, um, up on the chat that uh, awareness is the key to start unlocking the, the ability to even start having these kinds of conversations. And it wasn't until I read the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, that I even noticed that there, was, there are real physiological energetic differences between mm -hmm. men and women. And I think a lot of the times we end up trying to change people instead of appreciating each other for our differences. And what I have been, um, I, I guess my fault is I sometimes expect a woman to, uh, to keep up with me in terms of getting stuff done. Like, right. and, and I, I keep forgetting like, okay, they're not a business partner. This is a relationship. This is a romantic relationship. And I can't keep trying to change a woman. I've got to accept her for who she is and embrace that. This is why we are attracted to each other because right. I am more of like an A type kind of alpha personality. Um, and I think sometimes it is important that uh, we do feel that a woman can take the reins when we need her to. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I am attracted to uh, a woman who is aware of this male and female energetic difference because that way you can at least talk about it as well yep. um, and say, listen, honey, can you, <laughs> can you be like the guy tonight and just yep. order the food and take care of it? I need to just like <laughs> relax. Papa needs a nap. Yeah. <laughs> but here's, okay. So one thing is you want to more than accept that, like, we're not hairy. You're not a hairy woman or Matt, you're woman, right? Like, so men are men, women are women. Yeah. And like, there's this, there's this idea that it's black and white, but it's not like if a man says, and, and you're right. Like I, I have this feel, this idea about both parties have to kind of like buy into personal development, whatever that looks like, whether it's Tony, whether it's this, whether it's whoever, because <clears throat> if you can't both be talking the same language, it gets tricky, right? If the woman's trying to get into her feminine, the guy has absolutely no idea what the hell is happening. He's obviously like, why is she why she, what they don't understand it like if they've mm -hmm. had this masculine energy woman this alpha woman all this time there's some confusion that will happen yeah. but like women this is the thing that's really interesting is and and this is because i don't believe that there's personal and there's business i think we're all it's we're one person i'm one kara i'm that's it so one huge distinction is that like, for example, and sorry, Colin, if this gives you the heebie-jeebies, but women, we get our periods, okay? We have a four-week cycle, 28 days. Men, guess how long your really? hormone clock is? Yes, yours is 24 hours. So yeah. in one full day, you've gone through your whole hormone cycle. It takes us a month, right? So there's times when I feel more in my feminine, when I'm ovulating. And mm -hmm. ladies, please blow up the chat if this is hitting any part of you because <laughs> sisters have to stick together. But seriously, like I even teach us when I'm doing coaching with my business clients. Like I will ask, where are you in your cycle right now? Because the feminine divine, it's all about the cycle. It's all about the lunar cycle, et cetera. But like when you dial into that part, so there's a certain mm -hmm. time. And if you're the guy and you're paying attention to that cycle, you know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. You know when she's going to be more receptive to X, Y, and Z. And like truthfully for me, it's, you know, usually like there's a week where I'm on fire. Like if you tried to keep up toe to toe with me on a completing business task, I would blow you out of the water. But then in a week and a half, I'm simmered down. I'm quieter. I'm introspective. I'm maybe I'm writing more content. Maybe I'm doing more blogs for my, my businesses. Maybe I'm doing more whatever, but like, we don't talk about it. We don't mm -hmm. talk about it ever as women. And it's such a critical piece of the puzzle because we cannot compare ourselves to the guy romantically or otherwise. You guys have a very, it's very, you know, I'm not going to say one dimensional, but it's pretty easy to figure it out. But we, we have, you know, uh, Alison Armstrong, I had her on my show on my podcast and she's the queen of all of like masculine feminine. She studied men for 30 plus years. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. But she talks about our emotions, like an organ in our bodies. You guys just don't have that. We do. And that's why there's that chemistry. That's why there's the connection. That's why you look to us to help you feel. But if, if we're not honoring it, right? So not just accepting that you're different and I'm different, but if we're not mm -hmm. truly honoring you and like honoring the king in you, 
and honoring the magician and honoring the warrior and honoring the lover and vice versa, right? The queen, the priestess, the, all of those things, mm -hmm. there's a miss. And so it requires like for women who are boss babes, right? Like we're, we're celebrating some, I mean, I'm going off on a tangent, you're in TV and no, I, no, I can tell you. Yeah. If you watch the last, okay. So I've just watched younger, which is an HBO, I think show. I just watched Emily in Paris, and then the recent one is uh, Flack with Anna Paquin, who's, by the way, Canadian from Winnipeg. What's up? Yeah. Uh, all of this, all of it, are it's this hierarchy of the boss. She's a woman. She's a total bitch, like the the biggest bitch you've ever seen in your life. Then she's got two people underneath her who are mid level, and then they've got an intern. The message women get constantly is if we want to be powerful and we want to be at the top of our game, we have to be assholes to each other. Mm. And so what do the men see? They see, oh, that's, she's bossy bitch, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden everything gets all scrambled. Like if you got in your heart as a, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you started to make decisions out of your heart, what's best for my client? What's best for my customer? What's yep. best for the people watching my, my lives? And you become obsessed in your heart for how to serve them. Mm -hmm. the rest is history. The rest, all the pragmatic, all the execution will figure itself out. But we are so conditioned as women to just be in hunter mode and like get it done and step on whoever you need to step on. And I don't care. My red bottoms are going in your eye, like the whole thing. <laughs> and it's, and I'm like shocked when I see shows that are, that were filmed this year and last year that still have this formula. And I get it. It works. It's, makes the numbers go up, but it's bullshit. It's teaching us that we cannot be a collective tribe and community and raise mm -hmm. together men and women. It's teaching us that if you want to get to the top, you have to step on anyone that you, you need to, to get to the top. And that just furthers this masculine energy because that's it, right? You got me and you in hunter mode and I, yeah. there's one lion I'm going to try and kill. And so are you. So, and this touches on like when I talk to some women and they say, you know, growing up, I always got along better with guys mm -hmm. because they were just more straightforward and yep. then like the gossip stuff. Um, why do women do that? Why do they try to put each other down and talk about each other and gossip about each other? What What is, what is that? What is that yeah. about Kara? I, mean, I have an idea of why, but just I want to hear your perspective. Well, so one of the things that I think that comes up when you ask that question is that it's it's one of the ways. So this is going way back, but so a man, when men hunt, they have to be super quiet and focused, right? Mm -hmm. Or you you gotta kill that animal, you need to zip it, you can't make a ton of noise. When women go out out of the villages and the tribes, let's and and I use this analogy and Tony talks about it as well. I need to I need to know exactly what berry bush I'm going to. I need to know that it's not poisonous. I need mm -hmm. to make sure that it's I'm I've remembered the color, I remember the location, the smell, all of the things. So that when I come back to my tribe and I tell all my sisters where the berries are, they know exactly. So I'm giving in great detail because if I miss something, all of a sudden they pick the wrong berries, my tribe dies. Like it's literally life and death. So we've been conditioned to do what, what some have referred to as a meadow report. And that's like, so Colin, if you went to a party and you saw three guys and I said, how was the party? What would you say? I would say, uh, it was fun. Saw some of my friends. We hung out, listened to some music and, uh, caught up. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, so he was wearing these gray pants and he had this Gucci belt on and his sweater was really, it was a little tight, but it was really nice. And his hair looked so good. And then his buddy was like, he was wearing this weird Nike, like you would get the full metal report. Yes. Like that would be how I tell that same exact story. Right? <laughs> like, okay. So get to it. Like, yeah. You want to know what's the problem and how do I solve it? Like woman, yeah. I'm not interested in your bullshit story. I just need the facts. And this is, you know, you go back to how men and women are different. You have to learn to listen to my meta report probably daily, once a day. And I have to be okay with you trying to solve a problem or being comfortable saying, I'm not looking for you to solve this right now. I just need mm -hmm. to give you my meta report. So the gossip thing really is part, you know, I, cause I've caught myself in that trap too, where I'm, I, I'll get talking to a girlfriend and all of a sudden I'm, and then I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And it's one of the six basic human needs. Love and connection is what it is for me. I'm trying to love and connect with her 
So what's the quickest way, the, the way that I can do that? My old self would have been to gossip. And that's one of the ways, like we give them out a report and we gossip our asses off. But once you realize there's other ways to love and connect with each other that are not mean and detrimental to other people, then you figure other ways to talk. But gossip is one of those things where, and backstabbing, I mean, there's, there's that competitive streak too, right? Like I have, you know, I have four daughters, the age of 11, all the way up to 33, the 33 year old, I did not birth her before everyone's like, what, how old were you? Oh, she's my stepkid. But when a girl gets her period, again, we're going back to, sorry, buddy. But when a girl gets, when, when a girl goes through puberty, it's like, well, you're surrounded oh, by girls, right? right? <laughs> I don't hear. Um, what happens, and I didn't understand it when I, when it happened when I was younger, but biologically we become competition to our mothers, right? Like consciously that's not the case, but biologically and subconsciously all of a sudden there's this other person who can procreate now. And so a lot of times that bitchiness, it's, it's the competition between women, right? We're not conscious mm -hmm. of it, but that's some of that is that underlying biological competition. You know, that's why like older women, I've just turned 45 on Sunday, you know, we're looking at these young chippies and we're like, I don't want to have another child, make no mistake. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, she's all young and her skin's <laughs> all perfect and her boobs still are up here, whatever, like it's, you know, it's real. We do have these thoughts. So I think a lot of it's biological. A lot of it's the connection thing. How do I connect with it? But we have to turn it around because it's useless to gossip about each other. Totally pointless. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it, and it definitely can be detrimental and, uh, and just, you know, make people feel more insecure about who they are and, and, uh, and just, Put a block up between communication and, and yep. connection, uh, but yeah, all of this is just uh, super interesting to me. And then I've got a couple of questions. Well, actually, a few questions from my audience. Uh, so I'd like to start out by asking a question by Carrie Bilbin, who asks, "Do these energies play a role in everyday life, job, etc., or are they more prominent in our careers?" No, I mean it's a hundred percent everyday life and in your career. Like really you just have to sit down and say, <clears throat> ask yourself, am I feeling in flow right now? Am I feeling as happy as I can feel? Am I feeling like for me, it's um, so a couple things that you can think about as a woman to know if you're in your masculine is this is a physical component. If you feel a lot of tension in the back of your neck or in your shoulders or between your shoulder blades. So ladies right now, just give yourself a little gut check just to feel physically. Do you feel any tension there? That's there's a good chance you're in your masculine. So when we think it's, you know, at work, at, you know, this, that, and the other, it like you can start off at work in your masculine. And one of the things I do with my clients is I'll tell them when they're done, cause everybody's at home mostly when you're done work, put a little picture beside your light of something very feminine, divine, and just tap it before you leave your office space, just to give you a, a quick Ooh. energy shift and remind you, okay, I'm done. Cause I'm in hunter mode when I'm working too, but I'm not an asshole about it. And that's the difference. I used to be more of a jerk when I was in my hunter mode, but now I've under, I understand it so I can soften, but like, absolutely. It will bleed into every area. So if you couldn't turn off that masculine energy before you left your office and you went home to your husband or partner or kids that way, Ooh. it's a disaster. Like nobody wants to be around that. And we, we say things like, well, I have so much, I have so much to do and I have to do it like this, it, or there's nobody else here. I have to do like, I promise you, your kids are going to grow up and they're all going to move out and you're going to miss that time. And that dish getting done really was no big deal. And I catch myself doing it like where I would bark and say, Amelia, do the dishes like they have to get done, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like mm -hmm. watching her sh like shrink. So now it would be so helpful to me if you could do the dishes. Honestly, babe, give me a 10 up top and we make a thing of it. And all of a sudden I'm engaging her in helping me. Right. And so it's yeah. not a bark at it's So, yeah, it totally, absolutely. Um, it, it can bleed into any area and just look at, you know, just look at your area of like, look at your career, look at your kids, look at, there's an imbalance there. And if there is, it's just time to start getting still and really honest and asking yourself, 
am I, you know, and I, you said control or you, no, you didn't say control freak. I'm saying that you said type A, but like we call ourselves, oh, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a type A or, oh, I'm such a control freak. And we make a joke of it. It's no joke. Like this will, you can't, it's not sustainable for us. It's just not mm -hmm. for the men. Yes. But even then I would question, right? But like women, we're not built to be 24 seven hunters. We're just not. Well, I think women tend to dip into their masculine more than they would like to because there's just a void in that type of energy in their life. Mm -hmm. and so I think when I see relationships where women are, I mean, I was on an airplane and behind me was this older couple. I mean, they were, they were like in their fifties and the woman just was like, did you, did you call the cleaning lady and did you do this? And, you, and he was like, well, I, 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 yeah, I did. And she said, yeah, but honey, you know that they have to be there at five o'clock. And then, and I mean, their voices were to the point where people five rows around could hear this. Right. Finally, after like 15 minutes, I turned around, I go, I go, excuse me. I go, <laughs> can you um, please would you mind keeping your voices down? And, and I literally wanted to go over to the guy and be like, and dude, will you just give your wife a huge hug right now? Because she is so in her masculine, she needs to be held. She yep. needs to be, she needs to know that you have taken care of whatever it is that needs to be taken care of because she was just so just like trying to like what people would call a control freak. Yep. And people may say, well, that woman is just like out of you know. Uh, a bitch or whatever. And literally what it comes down to is you, they just need to feel that someone is, is, you know, stable around them to make them feel safe. I mean, that's yep. literally that's what it comes down word. to. Yep. Yeah. It's, it so is that safety. Guys sure. around you, if your woman is acting bossy, just go give her a hug, squeeze her, tell her that you love her, tell her that everything is going to be all right. And I promise you, you will see some massive changes. Yeah, because that's it. And then like, so to speak to that, when a man isn't, when the way that we put a man into his feminine is by closing off, criticizing and trying to control him. So closing off, that could be physically, that's the biggest way. If I cut you off mm -hmm. from sex, watch how fast you go into your feminine energy and not positive, like a toxic feminine. If I'm criticizing, like complaining about the dishes and how you did this and how you did that, eventually you're gonna be like, oh my God, like, what can I do to shut her up? And you're going to shut down. And if I'm trying to control you, I don't want you to go with your friends tonight. Can't you just like all that type of behavior? Or let's say you want to start a business and I'm like, no, you can't, you have to stay in, you know, come on, we can't, you got to keep the job. Like those mm -hmm. are all, I mean, those are high level ways, but if we do those three things, you're going to go into your feminine. And the reverse is true. Like you talked about safety. When a woman is in her masculine, ladies, this is critical if we feel unsafe, unseen, and misunderstood for a long enough period of time, we will go into our masculine. Mm. Or for me, I was, my parents were both alcoholics. They were both physically abusive to me. And when I was probably about 10, I got the signal that I had to be in charge or AKA in my masculine. So some of the time or a lot of the time it's trauma. It's trauma that will, will have started when you were small. They gave you the conditioning and the messaging that if I'm not in control, bad things are going to happen. And that was it. So I was in my masculine from 10 years old. So then I attracted a feminine yep. energy guy. Like it, mm -hmm. I didn't put him in it. He didn't put it in, put me in it, but we just, the opposites attract for a time being, but then problems happen. Yeah. And the polarity is gone. But like, if you, if you want a woman to feel safe guys, let her be heard, let her be understood and let her feel safe. And not just physically, like it's not just a physical thing financially, right? Like if a woman doesn't feel like she's financially safe in that environment, mm -hmm. she's going to go find ways to feel safe. That might mean two jobs and acting like a cow because she's tired all the time. And like, because the husband's not stepped up in that area. Emotionally, if you don't make a woman feel emotionally safe, she's going to find it elsewhere. End of story. And it won't be another woman. By the way, what do you mean by emotionally safe? Like if I can't talk to you and tell you my fears without you losing it, mm. then I don't feel safe to share that with you. If, yeah. if every time I share with you and you're like, well, you know, and you, you panic, then I'm like, oh, he's not safe. I can't tell him anything. He gets more worried than yeah. I'm worried. Right. So you just yeah. stoically hear it and 
you know, you can try and fix the problem if we want you to. But, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, it's very easy for us men to want to, like you said, want to fix the problem right away. So we will go right into our masculine of, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't right. you do this? And I can see where that may make a woman feel unsafe because, uh, look, we're, we're, I mean, as adults, we usually know what to do. We usually know what the answer is. Sometimes yeah. we just need to, to voice our, our frustrations and vent and that sort of thing. And, uh, I think it's so important that a man, before he jump right into trying to solve the problem or try to exert himself into the situation to just give a woman that space and hold the space for a woman to be a woman, to let her feel safe in expressing her emotions. This is something that, uh, that uh, I learned later on in my life. And I was like, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. They just, they don't want the problem solved. They just want to be heard. They want to be held. Yep. They want to just feel safe. And that, uh, that was huge when, uh, when I discovered that. And it's rocky at first, you know, especially if the couple's not used to this stuff, it's going to be yeah. like, and I think just like you said, holding the space or holding that container for her to let her just, like let it out, unload all of the stuff she needs to unload and know that it's not a, a thing that I need to fix it. It's just, she's talking, she's giving me my, her meadow report. And I think, yeah. you know, I'm pretty clear. Like if I was talking to somebody, I would say like, I have a problem I need help with. Can you help me fix this? That's how I might start a conversation. If that's, if I'm looking for solution based conversation. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise I just need to talk. Do you think sometimes women expect men to be women yeah. with regards to listening and conversation. And is that fair to expect a man to be that for a woman? Because I think that's where sometimes uh, relationships can hit snags with regards to, look, I, if you need that, then maybe you should go talk to a woman with <laughs> With that sort of stuff, I mean, I'm here for you if if you want to discuss something that uh, is maybe productive to our relationship and is going to cause growth. Um, but sometimes I, uh, you know, I I just can't sit there for 15 minutes and listen to the meta reports as much as I no, try. No, it's a meadow because you're in oh, the meadow report. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I would then I would push back though, and I would say, well, like, do you have do you do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Right. If, I, if I get the message enough times that I can't come to you for my meta report once a day and yeah. like make jokes of it, right. Be like, yo, you already had your 15 minutes of fame here, sweetheart. We're moving on. And if you're playful about it, then, and if she's in her feminine, she'll be like, okay, yeah, you're right. I just did a lot of that. But like, there is that there's that you run the risk of her being like, okay, great. I can't go to him. So I'm going to go elsewhere. And some guy will listen to her, you know, because yeah, sure. She's got her girlfriends, but she's looking for the hero again. Right. And she can't find that safety in anyone but you. So, but, but if it gets where it's like, like eight hours of metal reports, then it's like time to be like, <laughs> and scene, sweetheart, we are, we are done. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's how I would navigate. That's, you got to be careful with that one for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, next question is from uh, Amy Krause. She asks, how do we find the balance when we are stuck in one energy or another? Well, you, you listen to the She's the Owner podcast. <laughs> no. um, I mean, again, it's just awareness, right? Like decide if you're how you're feeling. Like, so for me, it's all about getting back into the body. That's how we find our feminine connection. That's how you find your divine, you know, the core of who we are as women. So um, oftentimes when we're in our masculine, I sort of say you have to shake it out. So shamanic um, breath work is a really, really, really big one. So there's a million and a half, you know, YouTube videos on it. I'm happy to share ones that I've used. There's one that I use that's an hour and 45 minutes. And it takes you through a series of breathing techniques and body movement, like you're laying down when you're doing it. But oftentimes when we're in our masculine, we're too far in the masculine, we have to get back into our body. And so that's like, 
you know, could like, again, could be meditation, breath works. Um, dancing is a huge one, right? So mm-hmm. for women, and I'm not talking like, I, I mean, I'm a dancer. I've been dancing since I was four. I've done ballet, hip hop, Spanish, Irish, Ukrainian. What else? I don't know. I think that's it. I'm not talking about hip hop, ladies. I'm talking about like no choreography, just move your body. Put on music that has no lyrics on it. Something that puts you in that zone where mm-hmm. it's you're 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 connecting with source, you're connecting with the universe, you're connecting. And just start to move your body and you're going to feel and eyes closed, keep a nice safe space for yourself, but you're going to start to feel that that connection again because it's really connecting with your body for a woman. You can't be in your head when you're, when you're floating around your bedroom. Like it's just because you can be when you're doing choreography though. That's why I'm very strategic in saying can't be choreographed. Just move your body. Mm. Um, Did that answer your questions? How do we, how do we find the balance? That's one way. Um, Cooking. Get your asses back in the kitchen, ladies. I don't like to cook. I don't care. It's you're being creative. You're nourishing. Like there's, there's certain words I use to describe feminine energy. Nurturing is one of them. Intuition, um, patience, sensuality, Mm -hmm. empathy. Like these are words that describe feminine energy. So cooking is one of those ways that you can be nurturing. You're nurturing either if you're on your own, you're nurturing yourself or you're nurturing your family. You know, just put on some nice music, pour a glass of wine if that's your jam go ahead, do whatever you need to do. But when you start to chop the onions and you're chopping, you're, you're creating, you're in creation mode, feminine energy, big time. Um, and then journaling. Mm. Oh my God, you know, I'm obsessed with journaling, but don't, here's my tip on journaling. Don't journal as if the thing is going to happen in five years, journal like it's happening today or has already happened. So the difference in the energy for me is, is again, it's not pragmatic. I'm not thinking of all the things I need to do to get to that visualization. I'm in it. Like my journaling will start off with, I just took a beautiful paddle board session in the intercoastal Colin, you know, I want to live in Miami or in in Florida during the winter. So I I'm saying in my journal as though I just went for paddleboard. I'm saying it like it's happening. I'm not saying it like it's super duper long in the future. And Mm -hmm. it might, you know, you just talk about your day, your perfect day as if it's happening right now, but that activates the feminine energy for everybody but for, especially for women. You know, we, the way we met at the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within events, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, uh, there, there are no coincidences. I mean, Agreed. we just, we attract the people into our lives at the moment that we need them. And we were doing this exercise where it required us to get extremely vulnerable about something that we were dealing with. And we were in this, you know, obviously we're in this group of seats and we're all kind of next to each other. And we would break up into these partner groups. And this is a three, four day event. And it got to a point where Tony said, okay, now turn to your partner to your left or to your right and share whatever it is that we were, were talking about. And at that particular moment, both the people on either side of me turned and for whatever reason, they everyone got paired up except for me in the group that I was in. And I'm looking around in this mo- the most vulnerable moment <laughs> of the whole freaking weekend. And again, I look around, I'm like, I'm alone. <laughs> so I look around and boom, in that moment, I look and like 10 rows away, I see you and you looked at me. And right there in that moment, it was like, you were exactly what I needed in that moment. Um, Cause you just hold such a, a, a it, you are so imbalanced because what I, what I get from you is that I get that nurturing, loving energy, but man, there's so much behind it. There's so much support behind all of that, that in that moment, I felt like I was just drawn to that energy somehow. And we walked over to each other and we kind of were like, you, you, yeah. Okay. So we walk over and then before you know it, like I'm bawling in your arms. Like I we just met you five seconds prior. And I'm like, 
oh, I don't want to let my mom down. And yeah. I got so much pressure to be this man that I want to live up to. And you were just like, okay, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it was beautiful though. But here's the weird part about that is I always have a buddy. That's the first time in like all the events I did where I was like, oh, um, I see the buddy sign near you. I was like, I guess I'm going to the buddy sign. And then boom, there we have it. But you were, that's the thing. Like, women can hold space for that. Like that was genuinely one of the most yeah. important moments of my life because I was comfortable holding that space for you. I wasn't scared. I wasn't like, I just thought, nope, this person needs me right now. And I'm happy to stand in that. But knowing that, like knowing when to read the room, right. And, and I always thank you for that vulnerability. And I think that's why we became such good friends because yep that level of you can't, I mean, it's a Tony Robbins event. I mean, this is what you do at these places, yeah. but it still is beautiful. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to, to thank you for that. And also just, I guess, to make our viewers aware that, uh, you know, as tough as men, we try to put on that masculine, you know, bravado that we got it all taken care of, that we've got it all figured out. It's nice to know that uh, we can feel safe enough to be able to be vulnerable in uh, in a, a woman's presence like that. And I, I, you know, I think each each person needs to be in their in that balance of masculine and feminine because, man, like you said, we're constantly just fluctuating between our days. And as a man, this is the first time I heard that we go through that cycle in a day. And obviously women it's go through crazy. that cycle in a month. Um, but it's great to be aware of that so that you can kind of get a good sense of where each other is mm -hmm. um, to be able to then be like, ah, okay, this is what I see. This is what you're, where you're at. I want to be here for you in that moment. I think as men though, uh, we haven't really necessarily, we don't necessarily you know, are encouraged to have these kinds of conversations about right. being vulnerable and feminine energy. Oh, you know, it's like, because it's like, if we're too much in our feminine energy, then we get called sissy or, you know, all kinds of derogatory words that, you know, I just are not appropriate. And so we have to put on this false bravado. And I think it, it keeps us men in this locked in this space of like, I'm afraid of letting my guard down for fear right. of, uh, if, women or society are going to think that I'm less of a man. And I think hopefully we are starting to realize that it is so important to be able to share, um, share your vulnerability. Uh, but uh, I feel like I can only do that when I'm with a woman who is comfortable in her masculine. So right. I think it's so important that both, both people are, have that balance. And the opposite's true. Like when you, when a man can do that, what you did to a woman, that's like, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd be confused if that's what they did all of the time. But when you can see a man really own himself, like that to me is presence. And that's what women really want is like, mm. not present, but presence. Like there's a big difference between a man who's present. Yes, I'm listening to you, honey. Or a man who is like in his, you know, he's, pre his presence is there he's holding that space, but the same yeah. goes, but like some women, you know, it's just conditioning. And I love, that's why I love this conversation so much because it, it first, it like wakes up the women and it wakes up the men to see like, okay, so we've kind of got it wrong here. You guys are running around like you're men and we're running around like we're women. We need to switch back, get back onto the other side of the room, mm -hmm. but how, right. And the how is having these type of conversations. Absolutely. And to continue on with some of the questions from our audience, Shannon Murray, or Murray uh, asks, as a mom entrepreneur, caregiver, clearly female, how do we get our teen boy to help us be motivated to help out more? <laughs> so if that's it, so I love that question. Um, I mean, teenagers suck pretty much. And I have really amazing kids and they've all sucked at that stage. Like there's, there's almost no way, other way to put it. But what I would say, if I was a, a mother of a, of a boy, I would again, turn him into the hero. Like he, even, even little boys want to be the hero. Like these mothers mm -hmm. who go around 
and I'm not suggesting that's this, this is the case, but there's this, this idea that we have to take care of our boys and the moms have to, you know, like the traditional, like maybe Italian or I'm Eastern European, like you make your, make him all his food and do all his laundry and all that stuff. Right. Like we spoil them rotten and that absolutely negate, like when you put him out into the real world, all of a sudden he's like, wait, like my dad, he's like, wait, like nobody cares to do my laundry. What's this real world shit. And he was totally confused, but like, let them be the hero. Like, I know you can reach the thing on the cupboard, but like, get your son a stepladder and let him get it for you and say, you know what? You really helped me. Thank you. Let him know you're the queen and let him be your king in these moments. Like, these are all teaching moments. And same with the teen. Yes, teen years are hard for us mamas, yeah, for sure. sure. <laughs> um, I have one more who's about to go through it and I swear she's going to be the most challenging of all of them put together. <laughs> she's so sweet, but holy shit. Um, but like, let him, you know, so conversations, like I said, and it's not an overnight success. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. It's just, it's going to take time, but position it like he's helping you. Right. So mm -hmm. honey, I, you know, it would really, really help me if you could just blah, blah, blah. And when he does it, praise him. Thank you. You, and let him know, like remind him, don't say you're my hero. Well, you could say you're my hero, but let him feel like he just helped mom out to such a level that just relieved her of so much pain or, or whatever. And the more you condition him to do that. And it, again, like this could take two, three, four, six months of you just continuously reminding him he's the hero. But if you position it, like they're giving, even with my girls, I mean, I will say, I had a really hard day today. Like, do you think you could handle dinner for me? And instantly they go into, yeah, of course I can. But if I said, go make dinner, I've had a really hard day. You, you feel the difference in my yeah, energy. Definitely. Right. Yeah. And, th and that works for boys, especially honey. I'm, I'm mom had like a crazy day. It would be so helpful to me if you could just take the garbage out. Right. And that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And that you comment is perfect. To a grown man too, if we would do the same thing. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes, this is not just reserved for the boys, but yeah. yes, teenagers are jerks. That we can <laughs> soften them a little, but yes, <laughs> no so, disagreeing there. Shannon actually has another question that I think is really good. She she's asking: Should women downplay their success if the man is still trying to make his way and to be mindful of his ego? No. No, no, no. And I mean, this is, here's why a man who is firmly planted in his masculine energy isn't going to give two shits about your success. He's going to mm -hmm. lift you up with him. You know, you're not going to like, and, and to, to that side though, if you're a woman who's like, nah, you know, nana, nana, boo, boo, I'm kicking your ass. That's not healthy either. Right. Like sit down as a couple and say, okay, you know, like to me, it's just, it's open communication, like bottom line. Right. I'm yeah. not like, I'm not going to sit here. People say things like, well, it's none of my business. I, it's everybody's damn business what's happening in the world. Okay. Like gone are the days of we're not looking anymore. Like that, that narrative is gone. And that's the same. Like, it's not my place to say that to my husband. Bullshit. Sit down and have a conversation and say, babe, how can I help? How can we pull you up together? What mm -hmm. do you need from me? How can I show up for you in a way that's going to be empowering? You know, I know I'm doing really well but I want us to both do well. How can we make this happen together? If you're, if you're having that conversation and Colin, you tell me if that lands yeah. for you. If I said that to you, you'd be like, Oh my God, she's on my team. Beautiful. Let's do this. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what do you, what do you say to uh, like couples where only the men handle the finances where the woman is like, well, how much money do we have? Or what? And where the man is like, don't worry about it. I got it. It's handled. What? Um, what do you say in that situation where, because I think as men, it, like I'm, I, I think when you're, when you're living together, finances, everything need to be talked about. But I think sometimes with certain things like money and finances, um, men can be overly protective or don't want a woman to enter into that arena. But I think it's so important that a woman stands her ground and says, listen, if we are going to be in this partnership together, yeah. we need to be discussing things like this together. Um, do you find that you do women come to you and say that they don't feel like they're able to um, stand up to a man is who is uh, not letting them 
have access to certain parts of their, their, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see that in my coaching practice, but I do see that in my friend circle and I call bullshit on everything because (laughs) to me that like, so a couple things come up when you say that first thing is that there's, there's a trust issue, right? She's not trusting him period. And so if I like, for me, I wouldn't, I'm not a fan of handling the finances. I like to have a pulse on it and I'd like to know what's actually going on, but I don't need to know because I already have a million and a half things that I'm doing. I don't need to be in that also. Cause that actually does put you in your masculine, right? When you're worrying about finances or you're da, da, da. and I love numbers. I love doing revenue mapping. I do it for my company, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to also have to handle the money. Give me my allowance or give me my pay, whatever, whatever. I'm cool with that. If I don't trust you though, and you start to be secretive about it. And if I say to you, Hey, can we sit down? I just feel like I really need to understand the budget this month. Cause I should probably have a good sense of, and if you get any type of resistance, there's something going on there. Yeah. That's my, that's my view. So it's like, if I'm, if, if if you want to know about the numbers, I would ask you, why do you need to know about all of that stuff? Is it that you don't trust him? Is there something that's not gelling with you? Because if you trust the person, you don't really need to know, you know, line by line what's going on. You just, and, and if you bring it up and you get resistance, then I would have a conversation like, okay, this is not feeling good for me. But do a gut check, like do a monthly gut check. Hey, can we sit down? Let's just go over the numbers. It should be, yeah, babe, let's sit down and look at it together. Perfect. Okay, cool. But yeah. if there's resistance, yeah. Yeah, I just just in terms of 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 balance, because you know, let's say man passes away and mm-hmm. woman has yeah. no idea right. where what is what, yep. that's not a good situation. No, do a and gut I mean, check. Yep, for sure. Sometimes women can be like, Oh, I don't want to worry about it, I don't want to have to deal with it. Um, I even knew a woman who they would go to restaurants and her husband would order for her. Like she wouldn't even pick up the menu. I'm like Really? She's like, oh yeah, no, he just orders for me all the time. But and is hey, she, look, was she happy? Uh, yeah, and if it works, great. Right. If it works, great. But they ended up getting divorced, and I think energetically, somehow that had to have contributed to him. I don't know, feeling like he had he like there was no pushback, or, or he maybe somehow felt out of balance in one way or another, where even maybe the conversation wasn't even had. Right. But that's where I think it's so important to uh, to be able to at least have these kinds of conversations. Yeah. Um, because if like, look, if, you know, if it works for you guys, great. Um, but at least have the conversation so that it, it's not like you're blindsided when all of a sudden he comes up and says, you know what, this isn't working out for me. I want a divorce. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's way more going on than finances in that situation for sure. And that, but that would be a stressor for, for sure. But yeah, I just think like, I always like to do that gut check, you know, like you can feel when things are balanced in your marriage and you can feel when they are not. And how you know the difference is if you close your eyes and get in touch with the heart and start asking the harder questions, you know, that was what Mm -hmm. I did. And it's, I know, I feel it's in balance. That's why it's in transition. Like, and do you feel that men can change to be more in their masculine? Because some women I hear complain that their husbands are just not enough in their masculine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they're like, dude, fucking go chop a tree down and bring me some water, well, something. Show me. That's my, that's my experience. And that is like, that gets me going. Like, <laughs> True. Everything you're saying is true. <laughs> Um, I think you can't tell until the woman is in her feminine, if that's true. So what I mean by that is if you are committed to being more balanced in these energies and you feel in your heart that you are definitely not controlling, not criticizing, um, not closing off, and you feel that you are absolutely in flow and Mm -hmm. he still won't show up in his masculine, there, a couple things could be happening. He may not know how right? That's possible. Mm -hmm. If he's, if he's interested in having a balanced, and so what we're talking about right now is called polarity. So if he wants polarity with you, then he has to go seek it out himself. You can't tell him where to go. You can't tell him what program or book to read. None of that shit. He has to figure it out on his own. If it's important to him, you'll figure it out. But 
there is also the men, the man who is still just mostly predominant to female energy. Like that, those exist as well. And they need a strong woman. And some of those women are happy for a time. I would argue that not long-term, eventually a woman gets tired of being in her alpha. But some guys just are in their feminine. But I think predominantly the women who are saying like, dude, why can't you just get in your masculine? If you've done all the work and he's done all the work, and I'm not talking like read a book. I'm talking like serious personal development work. If you've put a year or two into it and you're both still trying to figure that out, then he may just be not be that masculine energy that you're looking for. And that's okay. But mm -hmm. you can't make that decision and you can't make that distinction until you've done the work. So, and it, it has to start with us because a guy's not like, and you can, Colin, you can, vouch for this but like you're not gonna out alpha me you're gonna just be like oh, i've done i can't handle this chick anymore like you're not gonna be like yo let's fight right because <laughs> like yeah it should not be really how it goes i mean it's fun to have some some friendly rivalry yeah. going on where you challenge each other but sure. it it shouldn't feel like it's you know you've got to dominate each other with everything right. that you do yeah yeah and and but so eventually you know like so the woman really has to be the one to like put her little white flag up and surrender. And I know there's so many women who are like, Oh, I hate that word, but it's true. You can, again, you want to be right or you want to be happy when we surrender to our feminine, not to the man, but mm. when we surrender to our feminine, we're like this squishy, beautiful thing that opens up and we just draw them in. Like they That's have amazing. no choice. I love that. But I love that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. All right. And uh, as we wrap up here, I just want to know, you know, my movie 100 Days to Live just came out and it's pretty scary. So <laughs> when you watch a movie like that, you uh, do you like a man to be able to hell yeah around you and make you feel protected? And anytime you want to send one, Colin, I'm it's 43 old in school. No. Um, yeah, of course, hundred percent. And that was a beautiful plug for your movie. And I promise that this weekend I'll make my daughters be the masculine energy. She's pretty good at that. Olivia, as you know, but, uh, yeah, of course we want to, that's yeah. And can I just say one more quick thing about that? Ladies, if yeah. you're resistant to the snuggling and to the sweet things that your man is doing, you're probably in your masculine because mm -hmm. in your heart, you're like, Oh my God, he's so cute. Oh. But in the masculine, you're like, Oh, why is he being so mushy? So if that happens for you, there's another way you need to maybe question what energy you're in predominantly. Awesome. Thank you, Kara. And one last question. This is a question I, I ask at the, uh, the end of the show to all of my guests. And uh, Miss Amy Bray is asking the same question. She wants to know what helps inspire you the most and what piece of advice do you give the most? What <sighs> inspires you, Kara? People, like just watching people shift out of their suffering into their happiness is so, and you can see it everywhere, everywhere mm -hmm. you can see it. And anytime, I mean, I cry a lot, uh, all like at least once a day about something that I see, if, like if kittens or whatever or something. <laughs> um, but people inspire me a hundred percent. And the, the advice I give the most or the thing I say the most often is growth is pain but then it's yeah. freedom. Yeah. It's never a walk in the park. If you're growing, it yeah. should hurt like a son of a gun, but eventually it will be freedom. And that freedom is like palpable. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, Kara, thank you so much. Um, you are going to be one of the amazing speakers at our best self summit, February 22nd. So I can't wait for uh, you to have the stage for a half hour with uh, some of my our other speakers. So uh, I'm excited for you to be a part of that. And for anyone else out there who's interested in uh, hearing more about what you do and uh, maybe contacting you with regards to coaching and helping build out their businesses, how can they get a hold of you? Super easy. It's uh You can come and catch me there or on Instagram at she's the owner. Awesome. I would highly recommend anyone who's interested in, uh, in whatever, if you're dealing with any and all of this stuff, Kara, again, I've known you for two years. You've been uh, instrumental in helping me work through some of the things that I've been dealing with over the past couple of years. And I can't thank you enough. And uh, 
I uh, just want to say I love you for who you are and thank you oh. for being there in those moments of my life that I've I've needed it. So I appreciate right it. Right back thank at you. you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Kara. I'll see you soon. All right, another amazing episode. Hopefully you guys got some uh, some great insight out of that. And again, Kara is gonna be one of our uh, guest speakers at our Best Self Summit, February 22nd, along with Bella Gandhi. She's gonna be uh, having the stage for for uh, for her 30 minutes. And then um, we are having Desmond Clark from the Chicago Bears. He's gonna be doing a half hour of uh, success principles. And what's great about this summit is it is going to be on a Monday. It is going to be a motivational Monday like no other. We are going to be starting to sell tickets this Wednesday. And uh, it's uh, going to be just an awesome day of community and connection. And for those of you who uh, who are wanting to get uh, more involved and get some more information about how you can really truly start taking your life to that next level, by all means, reach out to Kara, reach out to me. I do personal coaching as well. I just finished my six-week Inspire course where, again, I had another cohort of 20-plus amazing people grow, go through this uh, incredible six weeks of goal setting and mindset strategy, paradigm shifting, all of this stuff that has helped me be able to get to where I'm at in my life with regards to uh having worked with, again, some of the, the uh, top actors, directors, producers in the industry, and now taking my career to that next level of uh, personal coaching and uh, content creation and uh, having written my book. Again, my book club started last week. For those of you who are interested in uh, doing a deeper dive into Agile Artist, each week we go into each chapter of my book, everything from uh, digging deep within ourselves to Make those tough decisions that we know that our soul is calling us and beckoning us to do, similar to what my calling was to go out to Hollywood, as scary as that was, to pursue something that was, in my mind, kind of crazy and, uh, and impossible. But like Kara said, it's all about getting out of your comfort zone and being uncomfortable because in those places outside of your comfort zone, that is where our dreams and our... Uh, our manifestation of all the things that we want to create more of in our lives happen. It's not always easy. And that's why it's important that we surround ourselves with a great group of people to keep reminding us of our greatness, keep reminding us of what we are capable of. And for us to be able to declare to our community what we want to accomplish, because there is power in making bold statements in what you are going to do with your life and uh and what you're going to create and i've created this amazing group of people that i'm blessed to have a part of my life and uh, if you want to be a part of it by all means shoot me an email at info at colinigglesfield.com or uh, go to my website colinigglesfield.com and uh we're going to keep continuing this amazing motivation and uh and more inspiration for you guys so thank you so much for being here tonight and uh, I can't wait to see you guys on the 22nd. Uh, take care. Have a great week. And be sure to watch 100 Days to Live if you haven't checked it out so far. All right. Take care for now. Have a great week.